Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. I want to encourage you guys, let's, let's just have a time of prayer and let's ask the Lord to speak to us. And then I want to tell you a little story. Right where you are, just ask him to talk to you today. Right, whatever you need, just tell him. Lord, we've come to hear from you. And Lord, I ask that you would speak through me today. You would speak through my weaknesses and my gifts. And Lord, that you would just shine through, that we would leave this room because we've encountered you, not just because we've encountered um, yeah, just that we've encountered you. We want to hear from you, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would just do whatever you want to do in this room and change us and mold us into the people that you want us to be and send us out of this room on fire that others might know you. I pray it in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So last week, I, I want to encourage you guys when um, I ask anybody want to share uh, and we have that prayer time, I pray that you really listen to what begins to happen in your spirit. So a lady comes up to me after Sunday and she says, the craziest thing happened to me. She said, as soon as you said, would somebody like to share? I feel like I was supposed to get up and here's what I was about to say. I feel like I was supposed to tell everybody, this is where I feel like I'm at. I feel like I'm Peter. I feel like I experienced Jesus and then I find myself denying him. I feel like Peter in this way and I find myself doing this, experiencing Jesus doing this. She says, literally, you stood up and you talked about Peter before Jesus and all his experiences and then the then Peter in Acts chapter four. She was like, it was everything in my mind. And I want to tell you, could you imagine if that woman stood up and said, I feel like the Lord's telling me just to say this. And she speaks pretty much the story and life of Peter. And then I get up and I was like, well, you know, kind of funny thing, in God's crazy plan that I didn't know and I didn't plant her sitting over here, I'm actually talking about what you just said. You see like the, the God-sized experience when we say yes. Now, I was greatly encouraged, honestly, when I left. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Just some cool confirmation for me. Like, you know what you're doing, and you have us sitting in this room. But I, want, I, want, I just want to bring us into the reality that when we are praying and asking God to speak, he is. He really, really is. And I pray that he tunes our ears to begin to hear him loud and clear, that we begin to move and respond in faith, believing his word above what I feel, because I don't want to move. Guys, I'll be honest. A lot of Sundays, I don't want to do this, but I move by faith, but it's not always perfect. It's not always great, but I'm stepping by faith going, God, I'm going to give what you've told me, I think. And then he does what he does. And I just want to encourage you with that. If the Lord gives you a word, 
I mean, let's practice in this room together. It's the safest place that you can be. And we're gonna help disciple one another and learn along the way. Listen and move by faith. And let's do that together. You want to? Sound cool? Let's do it. Let's open up our word. And then uh, I invite you guys to Acts chapter four. And I wanna give you a moment in your life of quiet to uh, digest and maybe read a passage. And then we'll go through it a little bit. Acts chapter four. And I want to start in verse, let's see. Start in verse 19 through 31. Read Acts chapter 4, 19 through 31. And then we'll talk through it for a second. Let's just have a moment. All right, y'all ready? Speed reading. <laughs> All right, so here's what I want. I want us to imagine this. I want us to bring this into like a little bit of today. If you missed last week, we talked about Peter and John walking down the street. They see this guy who hasn't walked his whole life. They basically look at him. They offer healing to him in Jesus' name. The religious leaders come to them. They're like, who did this? By what power? And they're talking about Jesus. And they're so disturbed that they take them and they put them in a prison overnight. Now I wanna bring this to real life. Can you imagine Let's say on our Tuesday night walks, when we walk the street together, uh, something amazing happens, the authorities find out, and then all of a sudden you guys get word that me and TC got thrown in the jail down, down in county. What are we gonna do? I know my dad is gonna come down there and try to break a door down, you know? You met Butch, he's like, oh, let's go fight, you know? Come on, Papa B, where you at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go down there and go fight a little bit, right? I understand. And when I'm looking at our culture today, I want to read this verse, and I'm just amazed at this passage. I'm amazed because here's what they decided to do. As soon as these guys got freed the next day, it says in verse 23, Peter and John returned to the other believers. They told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices. I believe this is a day to lift your voice. Anybody just disturbed with what's going on lately? Anybody just need to lift your voice? We need to lift our voices. I've heard so many people say this. They decided this was the moment when they were going to lift their voice. But guys, here's what I want to discuss today because when we step into problems, when problems happen in our lives, problems reveal where we are. Problems don't make us do anything. Problems in our lives reveal where we are. Our children do not make us crazy but our struggle for control can feel crazy. When we feel like we need to control our home, we might need to reconsider how we are handling our home. We lift our voice because we need to take back control. We lift our voice at work because we need to get the circumstance under wraps.
here's what they did. The rest of that verse says, the believers got together, they lifted their voices together in prayer. What a crazy idea. Prayer is everything for us. Prayer is everything for the church today. Prayer is everything for your family today. Prayer is everything for you today. Communion with your Father in heaven is everything. And I promise you, if you are of this world, that sounds absolutely nuts. But if the Spirit has regenerated you, breathed life into you, this is our way. When they had problems, they lifted their voices, not against culture. I'm amazed at what they didn't pray, to be honest with you. Let's read about what they did pray. Here's their prayer. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant saying, why were the nations so angry? And you know what's amazing? The nations have always been angry. They were talking about this 2,000 years ago, everybody. Why are the nations so angry? Are you nervous that the nations are angry? Well, they've always been angry. Why did they waste their time with futile plans? This sounds so familiar. The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, they used the scriptures as their way to decipher the culture. They didn't let the culture dictate their next move. I pray that we become spiritually minded in this day where the same things are happening today as they happened 2,000 years ago. We need not be afraid. We need to step in and believe our good father. And we've got right away shot to his ear because of what his son Jesus has done for us. In fact, this happened here, they said, in this very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. That's a heavy statement. And now, O oh Lord, this is one of my favorites, hear their threats. Hear them. And give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. A Christian's first response is prayer. A Christian's first response is prayer. Your first response in your home, your first response in friendship, your first response in going to the grocery. I know for some of us that sounds nuts, but I promise you, I think God wants to join you at the grocery. I think, in fact, he sent you to the grocery. I believe he's got work for us everywhere we go. And this isn't just so that we slay, but I believe he wants us to encounter him, to know him deeper, to walk with him and experience him. But I'm surprised by the things that they didn't actually pray. Anybody? I mean, if, if they go to jail, anybody praying, God, free them, Lord. Change this culture. Change the king. Judge them. 
Let them die and perish, whatever it is, you know? They didn't pray judgment. They didn't pray, Lord, stop the persecution. I think that's one of the most amazing things. Stop the persecution, anybody? Anybody just thankful we're not persecuted? I am thankful for that. I really am. But they didn't pray to stop this persecution. They didn't even pray that circumstances would change. Stop them from coming after us, Lord. You see, I want to be a little bit personal here because I believe in my walk. All I have is my own personal walk. And I could tell you from my own experiences where I believe I really struggled through this thing. Um, I really struggled through the Christian walk when I was asking God to do some things and he didn't do them. You might get kind of discouraged when you've asked God to do something and he didn't do it. But I, I want to be honest with you. My prayers revolved around my circumstances changing. And the reason that I wanted God to do it, if I'm really honest, I just wanted an easier way in my life. I didn't care if he got seen. I don't want to go through what I'm going through. Anybody? I want so-and-so to change because they're ruining my life. And my life would be a lot easier and better if they were gone. I mean, in my life, that's where it gets to. Like, Lord, change them. Lord, change them. Lord, change them. Lord, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. And God didn't do it. And so I said, God, are you good? And I think what we can learn from this early church is, man, like they knew how to pray. And if we know how to pray, um, I believe we're going to experience the goodness of God. But they prayed, listen, they prayed according to the word. They quoted Psalm 2 in their prayers. They let the word of God dictate what they asked him for. Because listen, the word is true and it can't be circumvented. It can't change. It is true and it will always be true. So in, in that Psalm 2, the rulers are angry. Well, Lord, make them unangry. That will not, the rulers will be upset. But what is my role in the middle of the circumstance that I find my life in? What have you allowed, if this is your sovereign plan, listen, listen, listen. His sovereign plan is for you to be living right here, right now in 2023. What is his plan for you in the circumstance you find your life in right now? Instead of asking God to change my circumstance, what if we joined God in the middle of his call on our lives to empower us each individually as vessels to be filled with the power of his Holy Spirit to transform the circumstance that you find yourself in as we do what he's actually called us to do. We often pray, I'll say we, I'll say me. I often pray wrong things. I don't know about you. Lord, help the world get better. Fix or change this person. It would be like Noah getting a word from the Lord. Hey, Noah, it's gonna rain. I'm asked you to build a boat. And instead of him building the boat, he sits down and he says, God, I just pray against the rain right now. Stop the rain. I know you told me it was going to rain, but I don't want it to rain, so stop the rain. And when it begins to rain, he hadn't built the boat because he didn't actually move in what God asked him to do. Can you imagine? 
No, Noah got a word. This is what's going to happen. So you can have full expectation. Hey, listen, people in your life are going to be challenging, and some are going to be filled with hatred. Do you know why he's placed you in their life? That you wouldn't fuel their hatred, but that maybe potentially you would find yourself carrying a cross in front of them as they drive the nails figuratively into your hands and into your feet as you cry out, forgive them. They don't know what they're really doing. And that encounter actually transforms lives as they witness that experience where they go, that isn't normal. Surely he was something that I didn't expect, unlike any other. But I think a lot of our, a lot of our difficulty comes when we expect God to do what he didn't say he would actually do. A lot of our pain and problem comes from my, my poor expectation of what God said he would do and what he's actually invited me into. The results of praying God's will, God was already ready to give to them, but they had to open the door at which he was knocking. Prayer opens that door. When we join the truth of God, you will experience the power of God. If we try to move God in ways that are set, that he will not move, you'll find yourself disappointed. But if you join his truth and his call in your life and you find yourself exactly in chapter four, verse 31, after this prayer, after this prayer, which was true, they didn't ask God to do something different. They joined God's truth. And when they joined God's truth, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they went and preached the word of God with boldness, because guess what? When the floor and the walls start shaking, I don't know about you, but maybe I might shake a little bit less in front of some of those other people, you know what I mean? The problems got a little bit smaller when God showed up a little bit bigger. I went to the beach recently, and I'm gonna ask the band to come up, and then we're gonna process this, and we're gonna have a time of prayer. I just wanna illustrate this whole thing. I'm walking down the beach uh, with my son, Will. My son, Will, just turned two, by the way. Big Will. We call him Bill. He'll respond. Big Will, we're walking down the beach, and uh, I mean, he's super adventurous. He's like running. And as he was like running to the ocean, some people like passed through, and he was playing, and I'm like kind of, I'm just looking around, doing my own thing. And uh, I got another story for another time. What, yeah, it'll be even, yeah, it's terrible. Bad dad moment. Yeah, it's, it's really that and more. Um, but I watched Will's face as he turned to look for me. And I was like so close to him. But you know how like... Um, I don't know if you, as a kid, ever got lost in a crowd. It was like all those faces that were closer to you got so much bigger and everything felt like it was moving a little bit faster. You know what I mean? And you're looking for your mom and dad and your heartbeats start to race like a little bit faster because you realize, oh no, I'm alone. I'm lost. And I watched the terror on Will's face as he was like trying to find me 
all of a sudden. And I watched fear like creep in and he started to get a little teary-eyed and he almost started to cry. And I was like, Will, Will. And he was still looking and I'm like literally right there and he's looking through the people and he finally meets eye contact with me and, and he comes back to me and he hugs me. And it was like this moment where we had together. But, but something that I realized in this moment was, you see, those people were always present. But when he was assured that I was really close to him, he didn't really pay much mind to him. As a kid, still, they're big and a little bit scary. But when dad's in full view, they pass on by. And I might be a little bit concerned when I get the look from the old creepy guy who's like looking at me as a little kid, you know? Well, isn't he cute or the little, you know, I'm not, whatever. But I got dad's hand. Like I'm not super nervous because the people were passing by. But, but when that perspective of them gets a little bit bigger and that's his full view, sheer terror and the inability to actually move or function. And what the early church did, listen, listen, what the early church did they didn't let the circumstances get beyond their view of who God really, really was. They were an early church. Think about this, guys. Pentecost had just happened. The Holy Spirit had just come. 5,000 brand new believers, and their first response was, I've never seen this. What should we do? Well, we should talk to our Father who hears our prayers. If we're looking for like mature responses, like they're babies in the faith but they've experienced the power and presence of God. So the only one way to go, I don't know what to do, but let's go to the king. And here's what I want to invite us into. I just want to invite us to get a brand new full view. And I don't know about you, but man, I personally am so tempted by all of the news, all of the stuff, all of the voices that are so loud in my life. They call me, I mean, they call me. They call for my attention. They vie for my time. Whether it be my kids, my job, people wanted me to do this or that or this or that or help me and be this. And I can feel overwhelming, but it doesn't have to today because some of our prayers have been, Lord, change this person, change this circumstance. And he hasn't done it. And I just want to invite you to potentially shift the way you pray. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? And are you willing to be the answer to the prayer you feel like you should pray? Are you willing to be the answer to the prayer for your marriage? Are you willing to be the answer for the prayer of restoration of relationship? Are you willing to be the answer for peace in your workplace? Are you willing to be part of that answer? Because they didn't ask for the circumstance to change or people's lives to change. They said, Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit and make us bold to tell the thing that's actually gonna set them free if they'll receive it. But it's their choice. Would you be willing to say, I'll be that. I wanna invite you just to have time with this prayer for a moment. Would you take that passage and would you evaluate it in, in your life? What is that thing? Insert the voices in your life of that. And then if you desire 
for change in that relationship or change at that job or change at that place, if you so desire for that change to really happen, I believe that you are sovereignly sent to the place where you find yourself. You are the vessel to be filled with the power of God to deliver his manifest presence in wherever place you find yourself, whether it be your home or your job or the grocery, the gas station, wherever it might be. I invite you into a time of prayer and let's have that moment. If you need specific prayer and you're like, Jay, I just really feel like I need prayer. I don't have words to say. I'm gonna stand right here. I wanna invite you to come and pray. And then after we have a time of prayer, let's have a time of thanks because God's about to move. We're gonna pray according to his will, not our ideas, but his. Let's go to the Lord in prayer now.
Father, right now we realize that actually you've planned for us to be where we are right now. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for sending each one of us in different places all around the city. Lord, I thank you that your plan is not to harm us, but to give us hope and a future. I thank you that you see far beyond. You're not little, you're the creator of all things. You know far more than we do. So Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom. Lord, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit upon us fresh and new for the work that you've called us to right where we are. Father, I pray that you would open up even further, like give us the grace to open up our hands even further, our hearts even more, our ears to be loosened, our eyes to be uncovered, that we might see you experience you fresh and new. That you would fill us with boldness to speak your truth, to speak your word, and to exalt Jesus. Thank you for the hope that we have, for the honey and the rock. Thank you for being our good, good father. We just say thank you, Father, for what you're going to do this week. Thank you, thank you.